I have to make a confession. For whatever reason, I had a massive block every time I sat down to write a homily about our gospel today. I did research, I reread old notes and papers from seminary, I procrastinated, and none of it helped. Eventually, I had to give up. I had to cheat. I had to listen to Bishop Barron's homily. You can tell, by the way, that Bishop Barron really cares about priests because he publishes his homilies on Wednesday, not Sunday. Anyway, praise God. Bishop Barron had an insight which really unlocked this gospel for me. He pointed out that the question being asked of Jesus, Lord, will only a few people be saved, was likely asked in the context of one observant Jew to another. Meaning that the person who asked the question was really asking, Lord, will only good Jews be saved? Jesus' answer was that salvation depends on walking the path of discipleship, not on one's membership in a particular group or ethnicity. Bishop Barron explains all of this very well, and I will not rehash his homily here, since you can listen to it on your own time. Instead, I would like to address a follow-up question. Do we today act like the questioner in the gospel by presuming our salvation just because we are members of the Catholic Church. I think most of us would immediately say, no, our Catholicism does not cause us to presume our salvation. Catholicism, it seems, conditions us to do the opposite. We are so focused on sin and our need for confession so focused on how far we fall short of the example of the saints, so focused on how bad we are at saying our prayers, that no Catholic would ever presume to be saved. In fact, we get to a place where we all think we'll be lucky if we can squeak into purgatory. I guess that's fair enough on an experiential level. But, in another sense, we do presume our salvation. Because we believe in the superiority of our faith. I mean, Catholicism is the most ancient of all forms of Christianity, preserving unity with the Bishop of Rome, who is the successor of St. Peter himself. We seem to possess the truest doctrine and the purest worship. We are the ones you call if you have a demon problem. If Jesus is going to come back and recognize any church as his own, it kind of feels like it's going to be us. Which might then cause us to ask, consciously or unconsciously, Lord, will only the good Catholics be saved? And here the Lord's answer remains perennially valid. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. In other words, focus on being a disciple, not on which groups will be saved and which will not be. Still, though, it seems wrong to say that our Catholicism is unimportant to our salvation. How do we find the balance between focusing on discipleship 
while also believing that there is something special and important about being Catholic. My friends, the benefit of Catholicism is that it makes it easier to become a disciple of Jesus. What is the point of the teachings of the Church? They exist to help us know the Lord better. And what is the point of the sacraments entrusted to the Church? They exist to help us unite ourselves to Jesus. Just the fact of being Catholic does not ensure our salvation. But Catholicism puts at our fingertips everything we need to become friends of the Lord and to follow him closely. What of other religions? As Vatican II makes clear, God can act as he wills. And it does seem that he has brought grace through other Christian churches and truth through non-Christian faiths. These other systems of belief can be a source of unity with God and a motivation to strive through the narrow gate. But all grace and all truth come exclusively through Jesus Christ, whether these other religions recognize recognize that they are pursuing Jesus or not. So we can say that because all grace and all truth come from Jesus Christ, that the Catholic Church, having the clearest picture of Jesus Christ, is going to be the easiest place in which to become a disciple. Not because being Catholic automatically brings salvation, but because being a disciple is easier with true faith and pure worship. Since we have been given the great gift of the Catholic faith, since we have been given the shortest road to discipleship and salvation, how senseless must we be if we do not take full advantage of it? Of course, the irony is not lost on me that I am preaching the efficacy and superiority of the Catholic faith while the nightly news is laying bare the great rot and corruption found in our church. How can I say that our church points most directly to Jesus when an outside observer might say that we are pointing most directly to the devil? The answer is twofold. First, the truth of our doctrine and the purity of our worship somehow remain unadulterated even though our hierarchy has been infected with sin and cowardice. That anything should remain unaffected by such a systematic failure is a strong indication that God is at work protecting those things necessary for our salvation. Second, as the letter to the Hebrews says, My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves... He disciplines. He scourges every son he acknowledges. Like with Cyrus the Great in the Old Testament, God is using the secular arm, in this case the news media and attorneys general, to discipline his wayward child, the church. 
our being run through the ringer is, in fact, the great act of love by our Heavenly Father. We are tempted to feel shame, and there is certainly a time and place for this shame. But before that, we should feel blessed that God has chosen us and loved us so much that he sees fit to purify us of our sins. Again, from our second reading. At the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later, it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. The Catholic Church does point powerfully to Jesus and does assist mightily in the journey of discipleship. And this evangelical witness will shine all the more clearly when we finally regain the path of righteousness. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I am so thankful for my Catholic faith. I know that my salvation does not automatically come from my being Catholic, but from my following Jesus with an undivided heart. And I know that Jesus calls to every soul, and that even those outside the Catholic Church may in fact be striving to enter by the narrow gate. But I am still so thankful for my Catholic faith, because my Catholic faith makes it so much easier for me to follow Jesus. Even, and maybe especially, in this cycle of discipline. I have no doubt about the presence of Jesus in our sacraments and in our teachings. And so, it would truly be a disgrace then, if blessed with the incredible gift of the Catholic faith, we did not use what has been given to us to daily grow closer to the Lord.